Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run. Bang, the sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to me. And you're listening to And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. watching and listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Emil Nate, and Rowan ASH all checking in for our year-end awards special. And you might not see him here right now on the actual video, but we promise, Andito si Emil, he's actually dialing in via satellite. So, uh, yeah. we're actually impressed with our friends here at the Pod Network. Siyempre si Babyface producer Jasper, uh, also here with us and you know it's uh, it, it's just wild that we actually made it to to the end of 2023 and we get to record the, uh, this year end award special Yun, yeah uh i never thought this was possible jasper has been hiding the secret from us for a while now i say <laughs> if we knew we would have nick i say our friends here to clear jeff um they've been we're suggesting that we do more uh, recordings and streams from here in the studio. Eh, sure, alam niyo naman na mahirap mag-align ng schedules, yeah. especially uh, with Rowan almost a dentist here not being available. <laughs> so we didn't know that we could actually do a hybrid recording and stream. Yeah, but uh, here we are. Uh, we actually made it. Let's say hi to Rowan first because uh, we got to get his licks in. Medyo rusty naman to si Rowan. So let's get that uh, ring rust or mic rust out of the way. Yeah, so hi guys. Uh, I've been back since uh, our last audio-only episode, which was like three weeks ago after Survivor yep. Series. Mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm really happy I'm with you guys. And... Even though my year has been like miserable, no? I'm, I'm, I'm really Damn. happy I'm with you guys. That sucks. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> for you. But thank you that you're here, that you made time for us, especially. Uh, <laughs> uh, we wish. We, yeah, we I, I gave you some money today. So technically, yeah. kita. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, no. Um, I'm glad that you were able to make time because yeah, you've been busy. You've been busy with... Uh, you have been busy uh, studying and... You know, living your, I mean, achieving your dreams of becoming a full-fledged adult with a full-fledged adult job. Nah, really honorable. Some people can't say that for themselves, you know. Yeah, some people who went to your very school cannot say them for themselves. <laughs> Let's check in with Emil, who's via satellite. Uh, Emil, malino ba signal jan? Yes, super. So I can hear you guys clearly. There's no delay on my end, so everything's good. Again, thank you to our... Uh, our friends and uh, there at the Pod Network Studios for making this as possible. Because I thought this is something that I can't do, but I can do it. So here I am. So even if I'm not in studio, I'm here. I'm I'm here, uh, and you can guys hear me. And we can talk about wrestling here today. 
All right. So we have a lot to talk about for our year-end awards. And normally we have like 15 or so categories, but we've introduced some new ones for 2023. So what we're going to do is we're going to split these year-end awards into two episodes para rin makapag-break kami, makapag-break yung TPN over the holidays. And uh, we can also not overwhelm you with all of the content in just one uh, full blast. So we're going to be getting to nine categories for this uh, particular episode. Then when part two drops in about a couple of days from now, yung latter half, so the latter nine categories, do natin ibabagsak, alright? So for this set of year-end awards, we're gonna talk about the rookie of the year, the most improved wrestler of the year, breakout wrestler of the year, the what the F moment of the year, catchphrase of the year, wrestling meme of the year, the dance of the year, and the backstage beef of the year. So some of those are new, and we're gonna explain them one by mm. one as we go through them. Uh, but before all of that, a big thank you goes out to all of our patrons who, as always, have been a huge part of our years, a wrestling wrestling podcast. Uh, they've been supporting our events, yung mga pasabay, our different business ventures. So a lot of the things that we're able to enjoy in 2023, uh, hindi natin may enjoy with, without the patrons. So a lot of love. A lot of gratitude goes out to the uh, the patrons of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. And uh, we can't wait to get together with you guys in 2024. Um, you know, if you're part of the Discord, I'm sure nakita niyo na yung mga events that we're already shooting the breeze on. So uh, a little more and we can actually put some time and effort into making those events a reality. Right? So yeah, uh, let's get our year-end awards and let's start with one of our staples, which is Rookie of the Year. And Ro, let's explain it for those who might be new to this category. Yeah, our Rookie of the Year, siyempre, it sounds like what it is on the label, pero it is a little trickier in wrestling, in TV wrestling. Because um, in mainstream wrestling, you're not always a real rookie. Like for example, Gunther was a rookie on Raw. Or SmackDown a couple of years ago, yeah, diba? But obviously, we all know that he's been wrestling for what ten years, more mm. than that. So technically, hindi siya totoong rookie in the sense of the word. But when you move up to a show or a company that is bigger than from where you were before, you technically qualify as a rookie. Because for a lot of people, a lot of fans, simply um, casual fans, then some of these might not know. About your background, about your work experience. So technically, bagohan ka parin sa mga mata nila. Yeah. So yun. So uh, if you move up to a bigger show or a b- bigger promotion, for example, that makes you qualified for Rookie of the Year. For example, you go from NXT to Raw or SmackDown. Yun, that considers uh, or th- that's considered being a rookie, de ba? Or if you go from the Indies to AEW, yon pwedeng rookie yon. Eto a question. Uh, if you're someone like Lexis King who made the jump from AEW to NXT, counted by yon? Uh, I don't think so. I I, I want to count. I want to count it because technically, even though it's NXT and then you were exposed on Dynamite, you are still technically moving to the bigger company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, let's face it, WWE is what a global monster, right? as compared to AEW, who's only really just branching out now. So it's a little arbitrary, I will admit. But you know. As with all things, uh, I think you do end up reaching a bigger audience in WWE. Iko Emil, ano yung ano reasoning mo? No, because ano eh, uh, I don't consider it as him like you know being a rookie again. It's him like, uh, parang free agency. He just went to another company. That's it. He, like lateral been, movement, ganon. Yeah, parang yeah, parang ganun, Yeah, I don't consider that's moving up for me. Mm-hmm. So. Alright, well, fortunately for all of us, Lexis King is not among our nominees, so we don't have to talk about Lexis King in this category. We uh, we will start this off, though, with one Nick Wayne, who is Chino's pick for Rookie of the Year. So, uh, you know, Nick Wayne obviously went from the Indies, particularly sa Pacific Northwest, which is where sina Darby Allen and Sir Strickland came from. Uh, yung tatay niya, the late buddy Wayne, dun din siya uh, nanggaling. And he moves on to AEW here, where he's now the prodigy Nick Wayne. He's part of the patriarchy, yung stable ni Christian Cage. And um, I, I wouldn't say he had the most outstanding rookie year or rookie season, but he has made quite uh, an impact in the sense na may tunog na kahit papano yung pangalan niya. Uh, I don't really agree with this. Uh, Nick Wayne is good. Um, pero the, his claim to fame, the reason why he got signed to AEW is because he does... Wrestling okay for a young kid. Yeah, uh, for an eighteen-year-old. For an eighteen-year-old, yeah. that's that's a lot to take in. But um, 
other than that, he hasn't really been transcendental. Like, uh, I don't see myself looking forward to Nick Wayne matches because he's just really a kid who can fly around. That's that's it. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just not out of this world for mm. me. For me, he's like uh, an equivalent of Dante Martin for me. No? Okay. Uh, magaling, magaling naman siya, pero like, I think he's someone to watch out for in 2024 if we still have that category. Okay. We do not. Yeah, well, we took that out this year because there are new categories that we put. You, Emil, what are your feelings on Nick Wayne and his rookie year on uh, AEW? I remember the hype surrounding Nick Wayne uh, two years ago when uh, he had that viral match against Osprey, and then you know, like uh, Darby Allen. I don't know if they promised, but they said that once he turns eighteen, he's gonna have yeah. a AEW contract. So there was definitely some hype coming in, and so far, he's doing okay. I mean, at least he's getting uh, prominently prominently featured on Dynamite as the you know the prod uh, you know the prod- prodigy of uh, Christian Cage. So he's doing well for himself. I mean, he could have been doing dark or ROH matches, but he's on the main shows. At least the papakita on the main show. So that's a that's a plus for uh, Nick Wayne. All right. Let's get to your picks, uh, Emil and Rowan. So you guys put Maxine Dupree as your Rookie of the Year. Let's start with Emil. Why Maxine? All right, so this is kind of like the Chet Holmgren uh, pick because technically last year, nasa WWE na si Maxine Dupree, the character Maxine Dupree. But I don't think she made her in-ring debut last year. It was this year. Her first yeah. match was in... On Raw, which really like that really impressed me when she made her in ring debut. So no one really saw this coming. I mean, I thought the uh, maximum male models gimmick was dead in the water, but she found a way to make herself relevant. She found her uh, a way to make her name to the WWE as a member of the Alpha Academy. Like I remember when this angle started, I I thought this was just gonna be a throwaway angle or it will lead to a split. Uh, amongst the members of uh, Alpha Academy, but turns out that was the best thing that happened to her uh, young career so far. And whether she uh, is a supporting character or a wrestler that would sometimes tag with either Gable or Otis, she is able to deliver every time. I'm not saying that she's like incredible wrestler not at this rate, but my thing is she's able to deliver every time she appears on screen. And you know, I know. She is not best when it comes to in-ring wise, but I can see that potential in her based on the reactions that she's getting with uh, with the crowd. And I think it's only a matter of time where she gets more reps and she gets better in the ring. So the potential here is big for Maxine Dupree. That's why I'm picking her for my Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Maximum Male Models were not even on TV when she was still managing them. Yeah, it, it was like hindering Maxine's per, uh, potential. So whenever we see her wrestle right now, it's like uh, it's showing us now I'm more than just a manager. I'm more than just than just a valet. Yeah, I'm really impressed when we saw her fight in the ring. All right. Uh, <clears throat> let's get to Yung Pick Namini Row, which is the Creed Brothers who made the jump as well from NXT to Raw. And man, the Creed Brothers have really made uh, so much noise in just what one or two months on the main roster. Yeah, yeah uh, legit. Um, this is, I, I think a lot of people have compared teams to the Steiners over the decades since they were active as a team. But the Creed Brothers are legit. Uh, I think I'm not sure if they ever set out to when they were setting out as wrestlers if they set out to become pro wrestlers eventually. Pero sobrang gets nila, sobrang galing nila. They took to it uh, like fish to water, I guess. But um, they are so so good, and I wouldn't have minded at all if they beat Judgment Day the other day. Yeah, uh, there, there's something about them that uh, they they really combine the natural athleticism of you know, the amateur wrestling background nila with the sports entertainment of it all. They can be characters as well. I think must my must my personality si Brutus, but Julius actually makes up for it by being the technical one, diba? And commentary does a good job of putting that over as well. In case you can't tell Julius and Brutus apart, uh, you know <laughs> they do, they do, diba? I can yeah. tell them apart. No, no, no. As in, sinasabi nila na Julius is the more technically proficient one, whereas Brutus is the guy who just goes uh, Hulk smash. Pwede mo masabing mas guapo si Julius, mas uh, stout si Brutus. I guess, uh, but you know, uh, you know. Just, 
having them on TV, it, uh, it, it's so much fun. I actually wish that the call-up happened much sooner. Kasi, diba, I did. They, I, I, they, when they lost to You uh, loser Skizim. leaves NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Kala natin, diba, yun yung call-up nila. And then we had to wait another few months. They had to get another feud out of the way. Um, so it, it's just great uh, to see where they're at right now na, in less than a quarter of a year, they're legit contenders for the tag team championships. And um, it's funny because the Creed Brothers and the Ivy Nile, by extension, when they came in to uh, WWE TV, they were plus one plus one diamond mine. And now they are diamond yeah. mine. They have actually outlasted uh, Stokely Hathaway yeah. and Roderick Strong and Hachiman or Tyler Suzuki. Tyler Rust. Yeah. All of these people <laughs> are gone. But diamond mine lives on through the Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile. Just one thing that I just thought of now. Uh, the Creed Brothers are one, the 2023, and the tag team equivalent of 2002 Brock Lesnar. So if you haven't seen uh, the Creed Brothers cook, that is the best way to sum them up. Yeah, right. uh, natural ability talaga for uh, the Creeds. Very well deserving for uh, Rookie of the Year. Let's move on to our next category, Most Improved Wrestler. How do we define this one? Most improved. I mean, it is as it says on the label. Uh, don't have to be, you know, moving up from any comp- any brands or anything or any companies. If you feel na gumaling siya, then that is the answer. All right. I'm going to start with mine here uh, because this one is, uh, I guess, a dark horse pick, and that's Von Wagner. Wow. So um, I was a big Von Wagner hater. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, yeah. I was not the biggest <laughs> fan of Von Wagner when he first appeared on NXT, but uh, somehow they were able to make something work with his story, uh, with the scars on his head and the mental health problems that came with it. And then the way they were able to flesh out his story uh, with Mr. Stone and how uh, they came into the PC together. And then that's why they're more than just manager and client. I actually like it. Um, I wouldn't say that Von Wagner is. Like the uh, the best in terms of in-ring ability, but I think he's someone worth investing in now, and that's leagues ahead of where he was when NXT 2.0 began two years ago. So I think on that metric alone, it's it's worthy enough to be considered for most improved for 2023. Uh, for me, I always thought Von Wagner had something. It's just that the something wasn't um, contextualized properly and supported properly by the by the writing. So ngayon. Um, he had better writing, and then now we care about him. He also he and Stone acted the, acted the story well. Kaya uh, I can buy this as a uh, good pick for most improved. Okay, mm-hmm. Emil uh, Rowan, any uh, comments on Von Wagner? I I just like na ano yung character niya naging relatable na because all of us have been a. Uh, victim of bullying and then he, he, of course it affected his mental health and then parang ngayon siya bumabawi mm-hmm. yeah say, same thoughts here um, they did an incredible job of humanizing him because before he was just this uh, meathead jock who beats people up but now they have managed to find a way to make him relatable and make me root for him you know when he was feuding with um, and he, with Braun and he had that Yung, uh, ending no NXT where his head got smashed in. I was legit scared for him, you know. So that so they really did a one eighty on on uh, Von Wagner this year. So I will agree with the most improved pick. All right, Rowan, uh, who is your pick for most improved? Actually, same company Chino here. So it's Dominic Mysterio. So I remember last year when he turned heel. So that was Clash at the Castle. Yeah, and. So months later, months later after that, parang he's not really that good. Parang hindi tayo ganon ka impressed. Kasi parang he was even compared to Logan Paul, who is a less experienced wrestler pero talented. Kasi it was like that time Dominic was getting gassed when he was hitting the th- three amigos, and then he doesn't do the frog splash that well. Pero the the following year na polish niya rin. He is like uh. A new Eddie Guerrero in some way, pero we can still see a little bit of Ray in him. But yeah, uh, back back then, parang butt of the joke siya lagi, like lagi siyang punching bag, lagi siyang nabubugbog. And right now, he's very over. He's the most over guy despite being booed. Kaya, and, and his pairing with Rhea Ripley is great. And now that uh, Dom is associated with Judgment Day, I am actually forgetting na anak siya ni Rey Mysterio. That's actually good. That's actually a good point. Uh, you do forget that, other than the name, yeah, that his last name, which isn't 
even what's on his birth certificate. <laughs> uh, you do forget na, na you do forget that he was, you know, he is, but you know, the gimmick was that he was the son of Ray. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to your pick, Ro, before we get to our consensus pick because we apparently have one for this category. We do? Ah, we do? Paramer? Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought that was my pick, but I changed it. But uh, yeah, so my most improved is Tiffany Stratton, uh, former NXT Women's Champion by now. Uh, I'm also going to say this about our consensus pick. Pero uh, we, at Tawagdan, this is Emil's pick, I think, yeah, consensus. But uh, yeah. it applies that in. Um, when you watch the original crop of NXT 2.0, guys and gals, they were not as good. Uh, in the beginning, in around September 2021. Oh, so Yeah, and then it's fun if you were following along. Because if you were, you know, if you were one of the people who, despite the rawness and the goofiness of NXT 2.0, if you followed these people along, you would really enjoy watching how much they improve. Legit. And Tiffany Stratton is one of them. Um, we all know she was signed because she was a gymnast. She had legit athletic talent. She can do all of that. And then like the Creeds, like um, our next pick, uh, they picked it up really quickly. And I don't know how much they love the business at this point. But the fact that they did that is a testament then to how willing they are to be here and then how good the training is in the performance center. So Tiffany Stratton is uh, one of those products uh, really, I think whoever trained her in the PC which should be proud of, mm-hmm. uh, I think she'll go far. Uh, again, not sure how big of a wrestling fan she is, uh, but this is really good. She's really good and the ceiling is pretty high from here. Yeah, uh, Tiffany Stratton has really impressed me this year. Yung feud niya with Becky Lynch, that's a standout moment for sure. Uh, even how she debuted Yung Prettiest Moonsault Ever as her finisher this yeah. year. Uh, she also spoke about getting some training then from Ludwig Kaiser, who is her real-life boyfriend. Oh, so pala. a bit of credit goes to uh, the man from Imperium too. Uh, I'm, I'm really loving uh, you know, the whole Barbie character that she's got going on, how... Uh, elitista din niya as a as a TV presence, so fun to watch, and um, I'm I'm impressed. You know, I'm I'm really happy that uh, we're getting a lot of Tiffy time on our screens. All right, uh, Emil, let's go to your pick for most improved, which right, apparently so my... is the consensus pick as well. <laughs> All right, so my pick, uh, our, our consensus pick, is goes out to one Trick Williams. So before this year, I always thought Trick was was cool, uh, but Never to a point which I, where I expected him to be this great by the end of this year, you know. It, it's kind of like the Shaq Kobe dynamic. Na at first it was Shaq who was the the great one, and then eventually na Kobe. It's the same thing here. Like we thought Melo <laughs> was the guy. Melo was the guy in that duo, and then but now it looks like Trick is the guy in that duo. Uh, he really again broke out of Melo's shadow this year, and he became his own man. I think that was the best decision. They could have made with this character because you know he broke out. He, parang, uh, when the, when he did it, there were still some doubts of whether or not he can stand on his own. But boy, did he deliver! Um, he's still raw when it comes to the in-ring uh, skills, but everything else—the charisma, the entertainment value—it screams superstar in the future. And really came out of nowhere this year. And I think now he's in line to be one of the future stars. Uh, in the main roster in a few years to come, you know, or in, 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 in the next year or so, we might might be a uh, really a, a bright star now uh, in the WWE. So that's my pick. Yeah, what is it about this guy, about Trick Williams, that makes him so rootable? Because yung face face, but like when he was a heel, yung mukha niya sarap sa Like he does a great job of annoying people on screen, but as a baby face, like he's the bigger guy, and yet he still comes out looking the most sympathetic, especially next to Melo. Okay, gonna talk again. So it it is connected to what I just said about Tiffany, about how the NXT 2.0 rookies were legit projects that we watched grow before our very eyes on TV. So the sympathetic part about Trick is that we know he's not as experienced as Carmelo. So we know that um bano pero mas baguhan siya as a as a pro wrestler. We don't know Trick Williams. We kind of know Carmelo Hayes as a 
independent uh, entity, diba? So, yeah. we knew him as Christian Casanova kung meron, na, kung meron man nakaabot sa kanya in that uh, phase of his. But we know that Trick Willie wasn't, you know, uh, wasn't that kind of a, uh, a wrestler yet. He was he didn't have that pedigree. He was um, one of those imports from another sport, diba? So, I think that's what comes across and I think it translates really well. Kasi, it, there, it, there's a bit of meta text here going on. But, even without that knowledge, you can tell them eh, between the two of them, between Carmelo. Like, you can see that Carmelo is an elite level wrestler at this point. And then when you watch uh, Trick beside him, he's not as uh, savvy in the ring. So uh, that may be where the sympathy comes from. And then now he plays it well. Yung, uh, yung pagiging victim niya of being attacked backstage, right? Yeah. Uh, Carmelo's also playing the part of being the unbelievable best friend who's trying to deflect. Napaka the, sus. Uh, yeah, the sus best friend who's trying to de- deflect the blame. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, that's what we feel about Trick without really realizing how it comes across. I think it's remarkable because uh, for someone named Trick, he is surprisingly rootable. But like when when you meet someone named Trick, uh. chances are kupal sila. <laughs> Sorry, ha, pero I've I've never met a guy named Trick na hindi kupal. I knew one guy named Trick. He was an asshole. So uh, I don't know about you, Rowan. What do you feel about Trick Williams? Oh uh, yeah, I mean he's really impressive, and most of the time na nakikita ko siya noon, he's more of a sidekick rather than a star. But now he's proving that he is a star. Kaya parang the way I see it, parang naingit si Melo. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Trick Williams, our consensus pick here for most improved for 2023. Let's go to Breakout Wrestler of the Year. Na very uh, self-explanatory, kind of like uh, most improved. So uh, this is somebody who really stood out from the pack. Somebody who uh, grabbed so much attention. We're going to start with Emil's pick here. All right, so my pick actually for the breakout wrestler of the year is Dominic Mysterio. So my justification here of breakout is because before, again, joining Judgment Day, Dominic feels like he's just there. Like he's the Nepo baby of Rey Mysterio. Mm. But he really, again, like Rowan said uh, when, when he was uh, telling his case for Dom as the most improved, he really broke out of the Mysterio name and became his own man. He had... he. Uh, created his own identity outside of being the son of Rey Mysterio and became one of the hottest heels in the company. And um, yung sa improved part of the ring, yes, that was a given, but it's more of he really broke out of his of his shell this year and became someone else. You know, And uh, I would give him so much props for that. So that's my breakout rest of the year, Dominic Mysterio. All right. Uh, see, Chino, his pick for breakout wrestler of the year, Speedball Mike Bailey. So I, I, I can't really speak for Mike Bailey a whole lot because I just haven't really had the opportunity to catch him other than uh, that one match against Will Ospreay. But uh, Ikaro, um, wh- what can you say about Mike Bailey being qualified for breakout wrestler of the year despite not really being on the major two companies? No, I agree. I agree with this. This isn't a bad pick at all. Um First, yung, uh, yung metric is uh, we picked him a lot more this year for so picks, picks of the week. Of the week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can tell that he has been putting out bangers, not just in Impact, but also in other places, but mostly Impact. Um, he has been building up the social media buzz, and that does qualify as a breakout star. He's been in the game for, uh, I think, a decade now. Yeah. Uh, but for a lot of us, you don't really break out until you have accrued that much experience or unless you're a phenom like Brock Lesnar so or unless you make it to the two major companies yeah, exactly. and you get like so Brock much airtime oh. yeah so oh, this isn't a bad pick at all um, I, uh, I say that he's a breakout because I feel he is in line for better opportunities next year and beyond mm-hmm all right, uh, let's get to our pick row. And I think this one's obvious if you watch WWE programming, which if you listen to this podcast, chances are you do. And it's LA Knight. I mean, uh, yeah. LA Knight started this year feuding with the late Bray Wyatt. And then after the Bray feud you know, kind of went sideways for reasons that can't really be blamed on just one entity or one uh, circumstance alone, LA Knight just... Caught lightning in a bottle, got so much organic buzz from people. Tas biglan nilang tumas yung merch sales niya, tumas yung social media buzz, lahat ng mga chance lumakas. And honestly, I, I still can't put my finger on why and how this happened. 
Well, so people like uh, a really charismatic guy. People like uh, people like people who talk a lot. You should know you you are this character precisely. So, pag uh, it's like CM Punk. People rally around CM Punk not because he's a good wrestler, but you know, not saying that he isn't, but uh, because he is able to talk everyone's pants off. Uh, he when when you are uh, when you are drawn to someone who can really talk well. Uh, not saying that LA Knight is as substantial as CM Punk at this moment, but when you are carried away by someone's raw animal magnetism, then the rest will follow, even if you're not as good in the ring, you know. So that that's it. That's the secret sauce. That's the formula for success. And wala nadadala niyo yabang nay as Tito Mikey would not not Tito Mikey Lurin, but the other Tito Mikey. Yeah, Mikey Reyes. Yeah, uh, LA Knight, uh, what, what he's done is just surreal and insane, diba? Because uh, he got called up to the main roster, became Max Dupree, and then everyone thought na ah, wala, marirelease din to at some point. And then he was able to get his old name back, which is LA Knight, and then just made a mark which carried him to the main event of Crown Jewel, got himself into a feud with Roman Reigns, and uh, he, this, this guy wasn't even on WrestleMania. Think about that. Yeah. He was nowhere near WrestleMania 39. And yet, this is a guy who we're saying had one of the best years in uh, 2023. Yeah. Uh, undeniable. I think there was no other real answer for this uh, category than LA Knight. Because if you go from a almost released star, you're pretty much the this generation's John Cena. So you, you almost... Got killed, and then now you're the one of the most undeniable things in the wrestling industry, Deba. So uh, that is a tall order, and that should have been enough for you to sweep this award. Yeah. So uh, you know, undesirable to undeniable, bakamo. Uh, move out of the way, Cody Rhodes. That should be LA Knight's catchphrase now, because that's what happened to him in 2023. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, um, let's go to our next category, which is the what the F moment of the year. And as the title states, these are moments that quite literally made us go, what the fuck? Uh, either for good reasons or bad reasons. And based on our list right now, it's 50 50. So it's actually uh, uh, you know, very accurate for what the fuck moment of the year. Uh, we're going to start with the bad stuff first, just because you, know, um, you always want to get the bad news out of the way. And let's start with Roe. Yeah, uh, there were quite a bit of deaths in the wrestling industry this year. Um, obviously, some hit harder than others. Uh, although you can say that the Bray Wyatt pass, uh, passing is really bad because hey, he is one of the biggest stars in the biggest company in the world, nothing would have ever prepared us for the sudden accident of Jay Briscoe. So uh, it was a freak accident. Um, it's Bray is so you could have kind of uh, seen it coming if you knew what was going on with him. But this one was way too sudden. It was, you know, not sensible at all. And uh, I don't know if it was avoidable, but um, I think at this point, since it was an accident, it could have been avoided. So uh, it just threw everyone for a loop. Um, It affected a lot of plans. They were, you know, at the time, tag team champions, ROH World Tag Team Champions. So... Nobody wants to see something like that and in a senseless way. Yeah. So uh, that's why it's the biggest shock for me. Uh, it's just something that nobody could have ever foreseen, I think, at this um, at that time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with the Jay Briscoe passing, yung pinaka nakakagago doon is it took his death for the yeah. Briscoes to be allowed to be uh, on AEW uh, television. Yeah. I think that was really messed up. And I don't want to hold anyone specifically accountable. Like whoever makes it makes the decisions, they make the decisions. The right? Warner Brothers, man. Yeah. yeah, but you know, we're, we're not in those rooms where those conversations happen. It's just that it's really messed up because uh, by all accounts, from the people who knew Jay Briscoe, uh, who know the Briscoes, um, you know, these are people who tried to make amends after those uh, homophobic comments came out from like a decade ago. These were people who tried to grow from it. So it's just really unfortunate that it took Jay's passing, Jay Briscoe's passing. Uh, for for them to even be on AEW television and well there, there just is no silver lining to um to something like this especially when a wrestler this young uh, a human being this young diba, with a family uh na, na may young children just gets taken away uh in as Rose said a very nonsensical manner so yun. um he, he alluded to uh, the Bray Wyatt passing that's actually my pick for uh, what the F moment of the year because when Bray Wyatt's passing happened, uh, I think a lot of us could not process it, Because right? Bray Wyatt is such a huge star and you know him having just come back not even a year prior, right? Extreme Rules, he came back, uh, he started to tell his story, did the Uncle Howdy thing, got into the feud with LA Knight and then bilang poof, He's gone. He's dead. Uh, how do you even begin to process that? For a lot of fans, you just don't. You just can't. And I think a lot of us uh, might compare this to the Eddie Guerrero passing from 2005. Um, you know, this was something I saw on wrestling Twitter when Bray died. Nah, this is very much the equivalent of of uh, Eddie's passing. So, what do you guys think about that? Because, like, for me, it was such a shock that I couldn't really uh, um function that day. So, yeah. I remember this was a Saturday morning sa atin eh. Um and then my mom was trying to wake me up uh kasi may online class ako and then ako hindi ako magising-gising pero ako when I checked my phone ang nagpagising sa akin is this bad news about Bray dying and ako I can't believe it kasi parang I remember last SummerSlam watch party me and Emil were like talking na oh pagbalik ni Bray he's going to feud with Cody and then it didn't even happen because that's what the rumors also said yeah. and then it's just sad na hindi siya mangyayari na anymore and what's more sad is that uh, he's the most creative guy in the roster that time well now he's gone no one can be there, there's hindi na magkakaroon ng isa pang Bray Wyatt um hindi sayang lang na hindi natin nakita yung uh, yung Wyatt faction whatever's gonna happen with that we never knew who's gonna feud with uh, it's just sad na wala na nangyayari mm-hmm. Igo Emil any thoughts about uh, either passing? Uh, yung sa akin ano kasi as much as the, the deaths of Eddie Guerrero the other guys were sad this one hits it's hits different hits harder for me kasi Ray Wyatt was from this era it, like and I became a wrestling fan at the same time when Bray made his debut to NXT a decade ago. So it really hit different because I saw this guy, his whole journey, his whole wrestling career in WWE, and I and then he's gone. So parang damn, you know, it it really hit different. It really hit me different when he passed compared to some before. Because I didn't see but this one. Um, and also the Jay Briscoe one as well really hits hit me uh, harder, talaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when Bray passed away. I got this message from both Carlo Pamintuan and Chino. Dude, Bray is my age, so like Damn. you know, like we can kind of uh, snicker at it now, but like you know, just processing that again, <laughs> it it hits you like a truck, right? Uh, the so, thing about that though is that the death. Had nothing to do with his age. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think we can all say I think uh, it was somewhat somewhat argued that it had something to do with COVID. Um, could be that. So I defibrillator. because he had something before. Yeah, I think it was also because of COVID, similar to what Keith Lee went through. So uh, I don't think you should be concerned too much about how old you are, right? Uh, sure, you can be healthy, you can be fitter, but. 
uh, I think it was really just an unfortunate circumstance of the world we are in now. Talagang, um, you, we've all had COVID, I think, now yeah. at this point. So uh, that is going to mess with us eventually, sooner or later. Yeah. Uh, you know, since we're kind of doing this in memoriam segment for 2023, we also got to mention the late great Terry Funk, who passed away literally a day before Bray Wyatt did. Uh, it it wasn't as big of a shocker, I guess, because he'd already been struggling with health issues. Pero, uh, like I appreciated yung. Uh, tributes that came out for Terry Funk on WWE television and on social media from the wrestling community because the impact ni Terry Funk on wrestling as a whole and then later on in his um, uh, later career yung hardcore matches so uh, you know just rest in peace to all of these personalities who were taken from us in 2023 uh, not just Jay Briscoe, Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk but basically everyone from the community who, who passed on all right. Um, we did mention that this category, the "What the F" moment of the year, does feature some good as well. So let's get to China's pick for this category, which is Adam Copeland signing with AEW. So in October, Wrestle Dream at the very end of the show, we heard the familiar "You Think You Know Me" soundbite, except neither saying original. It's the voice of Beth Phoenix, but we heard Metalingus. We saw Adam Copeland come out to AEW, and then. You know, uh, it, it kickstarted his story with Christian Cage. So, uh, huge shocker. Nah, then again, imagine dilute because social media and the dirt sheets were already talking about this in the days leading up to Wrestle Dream. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. Yes, it is a big what the fuck in a good way. Uh, pero it's also not the shocking type because he has been. He has done it all, right? He has won it all. Um, I think he there was a kernel of truth in him saying that there wasn't much left to do mm. in WWE at the time, and they weren't really prioritizing him at the time. Kaya, champre po Triple H, right? Even if it meant that AEW would get a big name, you know, regardless of what or how it turned out, now it's still a big name. So, uh, I when when you when we heard or when we confirmed that that was what was going to happen parang nag ano naman madali namang tanggapin eh yeah na he would switch shows and you know work with Christian again so yeah it's uh it's a shock in that that man trade or you know walked out of his what 25 yeah 25 year WWE career um but some things you just got to do especially when there is a new place to go to after so long diba so uh it's uh, it's it's shocking, yes, but also not super shocking. Kayo, Rowan, Emil, was it shocking for you when you heard Metalingus and saw Adam Copeland in AEW? Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was unexpected. I mean, it was expected because it's been re- reported. Uh, and ako, I've been an Edge fan. Malulungkot ako if he was actually going to retire. Kaya I'm really happy that he's he's still wrestling. And it's up to him to decide na kung kailan niya ihahang yung boots niya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what trips me, what trips me out was like usually when someone makes the switch or someone goes to another company, you would like he would like they would uh, go out to a different theme song, different name, different uh, different presentation. The but, Edge. But Adam Cole, yeah, it's the Edge character, except he's he's not allowed to use the Edge name anymore. But it's kind of the same guy. That, oh my God, we're seeing this guy who I just saw. Months ago in SmackDown, now here in AW. So that's what I think added to the what yung pagka what the f nya. So uh, again, this was like this was a good pick right here because it's you know it's certainly the Edge character switching over to AW. All right, uh, let's get to yung pick nating tatlo Rowan and Emil, CM Punk. Uh, we can't go further uh, to the next category without talking about his return to WWE, which was preceded by all of the controversies that happened in AEW leading to this WWE uh, appearance at Survivor Series War Games. Oh, yeah, well, uh, the basic, <laughs> no, <laughs> basically 2023 has been, like, if you would sum up a word for CM Punk for 2023, it's what the F. Because this guy, <laughs> both Actually, for uh, Are we talking about this whole, his whole year? I say, yeah, sure. If if it's the whole year, sure, I, I kind of No, I'm, I'm just going to put it in like, like, bad in terms of, you know, all the things that happened before, right? With the 
getting the 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 toxic the, the toxic behavior getting good yun, real that backstage fights <laughs> yeah but the good here is we got that moment at survivor series where i thought it's not gonna happen and uh we were at the viewing party me and rowan were at the viewing party and everyone so was was, stadium <laughs> yeah was was shocked and you know and again there's nothing else i think more to say than again what the f cm punk <laughs> Yeah, I mean, despite CM Punk being problematic and uh, being controversial, it's a huge deal na bumalik siya sa WWE. It was like something not to believe in. Kasi it took me like three, five seconds to realize na, oh, he's actually back. Nung nag-iingay na lahat ng tao sa Hobby Stadium nun. I was one of the people who thought na hindi na siya babalik ever. Because he has been trashing the company or like he's been shitting on the company for so many times while he's not there anymore. And uh, the only way I can see him return to wrestling is like when after he got fired in AEW. The only way I can see him come back in wrestling is if he creates a promotion of his own and he would claim that they're real and then they would have one show and then they would bec- he would become the inaugural champion and only champion and then the company will close okay uh, I, th- I think rowan was taking the script from like an existing local promotion that happened here in the philippines but, so we're going to move on from that uh, man uh, i don't want to talk about the year in and of itself kasi pinag-usapan na natin uh, but just that return uh, at survivor series i got i got to thank cm punk for uh, giving us that moment uh, giving all of us international commentators that opportunity to get a little bit of clout in the days following um, Survivor Series. Uh, it, it was a career highlight. You know, personally, I still get questions. Like just last night, people were still coming up to me at the PBA games asking, Alam mo ba na magpapakita si CM Punk? And I'm like, No, dude, <laughs> wala kong alam. So. Uh, it it goes to show you how big of a uh, big of an impression it left on people, both casual fans and people who still actively follow the product today. So I do have to thank uh, the Chicago man here. So, for, so you know. you're saying that he is the head of your table? <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> but he would be if you know if it opens up more opportunities for you. I guess so. Oh, if if uh, CM Punk's gonna keep putting uh, food on my table, then I will acknowledge him. <laughs> you know. So there, uh, those are our What the F moments for 2023. Like we said, both the good and the bad. This next category is halang yung uh, pag-uusapan natin because I think we've come to a consensus for catchphrase of the year and we've been uh, making fun of this, referencing this, playing this on the soundboard all year and it's six words, guys. I have to finish the story. Actually, the, the core there is obviously finish the story. Yeah. So, yeah. yun yung pinaka key phrase of this phrase. Key messaging. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's so good. It um, Cody is now tired of it, but it's his fault. Because <laughs> Cody, Cody wanted to be this guy. He wanted to be the literary, poetic type of promo guy. Uh, you know, a little more refined than his father was on the mic. He wanted to be super dramatic. You've seen that in his AEW days, and now he put it over. He brought it over to WWE. So now he created this monster that he is now tired of because everyone keeps quoting him on it. Uh, but it is so good because it is a catch-all phrase for anything that happens in life. Like actually, you can, you, yeah, you anything can use it in any context. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. Diba? I mean, I'm using reflection paper. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I use it. I use it. I use it in my press release articles at work. Uh, I use it in basketball commentary. Exactly. So uh, we have to thank uh, the grandson of a plumber for um, coming up with this all-timer because hey, it is hilarious, it is funny, and apparently the only person who has never gotten to do this is him. <laughs> oh, my God. But, <laughs> you know, when, sorry, uh, when we were here for our ninth anniversary, uh, I, Ken Warren was here, and then I got to sign my Ken Warren shirt. And Admin Jackie, who was also present was like oh my god Rowan finally finished the story <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you can really yeah. use it anywhere yeah it's, it's kind of crazy because in itself the words finish the story isn't really new right like this mm. is I'm sure before no I don't, re- I don't recall how... anyone using this yeah it's so no, not wrestling, everyone. But, but in, probably not in wrestling in general, movies. yeah yeah but because of Cody and how 
he made this term popular na I think almost everyone uses it now. It, it has become a mainstream catchphrase, not just by wrestling fans, but by everyone. By intent man yun or not. Like, whenever we would see finish the story, we'd like, yeah, it would get a pop out of us. So, yeah, um, definitely. I think this award was literally made so that we could talk about this catchphrase. So, uh, this is definitely the consensus for the catchphrase of the year. Yeah, this is actually a new category that Ro proposed for the year-end awards. Okay, explain that in that then. Um, our year-end awards, you know, and everybody does a year-end awards, and then people, it's everyone plays it straight, which is fine because there are so many things to talk about in wrestling. So, decided this year to make it a little more fun, which is uh, a little, which will be exemplified in our next category. Yeah, our next category is the wrestling meme of the year. Siyempre tayo mga wrestling fans, shit posters din tayo eh, di ba? Marami tayong alam, marami tayong time sa internet, matatabang utak natin. And um, groups like the New Malacanang Pro Wrestling exist uh, for all of these pop culture and wrestling crossover shit na, you know, um, it, it just makes wrestling memes take on a life of their own. So uh, we've got two nominees for this particular category. We're gonna start with Emil and Rowan. And uh, this one is a given that if you've been children of the internet like we are. So yeah, uh, yung pick yung pick namin is is that a CM Punk reference? So <laughs> this meme, this actually started since 2014 when when Punk left yeah. the WWE, and it's still usable to this day. Well, well, not anymore since Punk is back in WWE. But yes, this meme was a product of Punk's departure, and it started when delusional fans. We're like identifying na like little <laughs> pieces and bits na okay this could be a CM Punk reference because this is like a CM Punk symbol. Atong six sided star na to. yeah that's a CM Punk symbol. It's a Chicago flag man. Come on. Tapos uh, ever since then naging meme na siya because people like people were like mocking them na oh is that a CM Punk reference? They were like mocking yung mga punk lawan. So ever since then it's like it's like uh, an Illuminati uh, Illuminati confirmed. Oh my god. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I'll, I'll give people that. I like seeing yeah. Rowan get up on his high horse. <laughs> we don't see it very often. Uh, so this is, it is fun. It is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Emily, go. Again, um, weeks leading into the return, I mean, there were a lot of memes on it on Twitter where people would, like, you know, they would they would mock people who would like uh, just seeing a semblance of uh, something they they would relate it to CM Punk and yeah, you know, everybody everyone ate that up that meme. Um, so this was again before CM Punk returned, and it was when the idea of him coming back was ridiculous to me. So I was like making fun of people who were thinking that CM Punk was gonna come back. They jokes on me that they actually came back. So, but again, it doesn't take away to how that meme resurrected itself in right? 2023. It was an old meme, but because of what happened, it was resurrected for a bit here this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So the other nominee. Uh, or the other winner, rather, for this category is the Christian Cage, Your Father is Dead meme. <laughs> uh, actually, this applies even outside of wrestling. Yeah, because, right? you know, we all have. <laughs> we, we all know We've, someone who has a dead dad. I mean, right? like, if you really want to be fucked up about it, you can now say it to Jana Gibbs. Or... Oh, God. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. And that is why no, this is... No, no, this is why I'm going to explain. I'm going to explain why this meme is, is, you know, one of the best memes of 2020. I was about to say Mufasa from the lion there and there you gotta go there so uh one we're celebrating it as the rise of christian cage in his rightful place as one of the best heels in the game sure so that sure. is one of our <laughs> admirations for this meme but the second is it allows us to be to tap into our fucked up sides <laughs> it taps up. You, you don't have to say something terrible about the deceased person you just Acknowledge them as being deceased. So parang it's fucked up, but not super fucked up. And then you can just—you don't even have to say the—you don't have to say the thing. You can just stick a picture of Christian watching you. That's how—that's how subtle it can be. So the worst. Sorry. Yeah. No, the, the worst case. The, the worst meme I've seen of that I've seen I've seen on, on that was. I remember the issue yung about sa yung anak ni Francis, Francis M. Someone in the Malacanang Pro Wrestling page. Oh yeah, that's fine. Had a good idea to put that beam together. So 
it, so, I mean, because you don't, you don't. It's I mean, it's it's not the 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 Christian meme itself isn't like super offensive. It's just pointing out that someone is deceased, yeah, or <laughs> so, that someone has yeah, a deceased it's, father. It's, it's still kind of tastefully fucked up, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> it's still kind of mainstream, right? Like, you know, especially if they've been gone for a, a, quite a while. It's not as painful anymore. So I think that's why it's secretly so much comedy gold. All right, so we're recording this a few days before Christmas. And as of recording, wala pang Jano Gibbs and Christian Cage meme. <laughs> yeah, please, no, no. I don't think anyone's going to touch that for a while considering how the circumstances of it. But, you know. Yeah, yeah medyo mainit pa. I just threw that out there. Ito, sinasabi ko lang. Hindi ko pinagtatawanan yung nangyari kay Jano Gibbs and Ronaldo Valdez. Hindi namin pinagtatawanan. Hindi namin sinaselebrate. In fact, mali yung pagkakashare ng video. Huwag nyo nahanapin yung video. Okay? I'm just saying it's fucked up and we are all a little bit fucked up inside now that Christian and his patriarchy are now in our lives. Dark humor for the win. All right, more of the fun awards. Uh, ito, Dance of the Year. Ito rin, self-explanatory. 2023 has become the year of wrestling dances talaga. Um, and uh, when Ro uh, suggested this category, I could only really think of three nominees. And these are the Tozawa, yung Tozawa shuffle na ginagawa ni Akira Tozawa on Raw. There's the Daniel Garcia, yung nagpapakamacho dancer siya. And of course, there is the Nana, which Ro and Emil have actually done on our TikTok. So, um, apparently no votes for the Tozawa, pero split decision kami dito between the Daniel Garcia and the Nana. So, Ro, tell us the merits of the Daniel Garcia. It is something that he uses as a, a plot device in his matches now. So, uh, see, si Nana, kasi, Nana is, a, is a manager, right? Yeah. So he just does it outside when he pulls Swerve out from a, from a pin. He does that. Yeah. But, or when he pulls out from the 10 count, he does he throws that in. Then he only really does it to entrance. Mm. So um, the beam is there, but, you know, it doesn't really figure as well. And the Garcia was the first one to go mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody in the NFL did that before the Nana became, uh, before it blew up. Yeah. So, um may may patunay din ng ng power niya mm-hmm. so uh, the the fact that again i mentioned this i like uh, what i like most about the daniel garcia is that he uses it as a character point to put his uh, gimmick over in a match so you'll um, see him throw it out just to either prove he has a personality or throw off his opponent. That was uh, <laughs> like Shibata. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, the first guy in mind is our truth. Because there would be times, de ba, parang uh, if he Irish whips, Irish whips his opponent sa ropes. Tapos pag comeback niya, he's just gonna shake his balls or something. Yeah. So uh, I enjoy how Daniel Garcia actually figured out a little bit of psychology for it, even though meant uh, he 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 gets kicked uh, he he gets uh, he gets his ass kicked when he does that but you know mm. it's still something and it's still something to latch onto which would which is saying a lot more than if he were just the straight up wrestler so i think he benefited the most then from being in the jas because of that because he was forced to find something that would make him stand out yeah and something that would make him funny because the jas of a major comedy actually especially towards the end uh what what uh, subtracts points from the Daniel Garcia for me is the fact that it's so hard to Oh yeah, it is like, super hard. Kundi ka marunong sumayaw, yeah. kundi ka marunong gumiling, kundi ka marunong magpaka-macho dancer, I was trying to, magagawa. I can't do it! I tried to practice it at home, <laughs> but I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. So, <laughs> yeah. like, it, it's just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, I, I um, may expose na baka may white jeans pala ko in my DNA because I can't do the Daniel Garcia. But the Nana dance, anyone can yeah. do the Nana oh, dance, yeah. right? You just try to learn that shit. You can uh, film yourself going to TikTok or wh- whatever. The Nana dance is so fun. And what, what's funny is Nana and Swerve and the Mogul Embassy dapat kontrabida sila. But because of the Nana, <laughs> everyone is doing it. The Bandami cutaways to the crowd doing na, I Swerve when I drive and all of that stuff. And the song, diba? the fact that it's accompanied by a banger of a song, sobrang panalo niya eh. Um, ikaw, Emil, you know, you've done the Nana in public at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a fun dance kasi. It's simple. Very uh, simple, lang. Matali siya matutunan, and it's you know it's fun. You know the, the, everything about it is is fun, and I I love to dance. And um, when I feel like you know sometimes when I feel like it, I will just 
pull off the nana whenever you know something good will happen you know so It's it's uh, it's the it's new dad. Very wholesome. <laughs> Nung naging ano ka ba yeah. regular show host ka ba ng podcast Emil nagnana ka ba? <laughs> Nung what? Nung na-promote ka. <laughs> Nung sino ba nana na? Yeah. That was before. That was before the nana. Yeah, that was like August viral, like a week after yeah. my birthday. Ah, si, si Rowan nagbibilang oh. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> All right, um, see, Rowan uh, has no pick for Dance of the Year, but you know that's fine because uh, it's really just down to these three uh, for Dance of the Year: the Nana, the Daniel Garcia, and the Tozawa. Kaya ko yung Daniel Garcia pero bakum mga lang kayo, so I'm not gonna do it. Okay. Wow, all right. I would have wow. put that. On, I would have put that on our. Uh, on our. Uh, you said you can do it. I'm kidding. See, go in, Mommy. Yeah, I would have. I could put that. We need content oh, no. always. We always need content. <laughs> Mamaya pag ano, pag recording break Rowena pang TikTok to. <laughs> Rowena eh, nagsasalita eh, tas biglang titiklop. Na mahina. All right, uh, let's get to our last category for part one of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Year End Awards, and this is Backstage Beef of the Year. And if you are like us, if you're like the people at SB Nation, then you like your serving of beef. At dahil mga marites tayo, mga chismoso at chismosa, mahilig din tayo sa mga backstage ganap. So, uh, as much as I don't want to normalize it, Uh, or celebrated yeah, even like, as part of the business well, I mean, the circumstances are now beyond our control I mean the biggest wrestler in the world or one of the biggest wrestlers in the world has normalized it for, for worse not for better at all so uh, well, it has now become part of the culture again I think we kind of got rid of this for a while now and then it's Parang back before right? Conte, like you know Booker T and Batista stuff like that Uh, Yoshitatsu uh, no. and Sheamus. Yeah, Yoshitatsu and Oh yeah, yeah, he was the one who beat up Sheamus. <laughs> Sinkara and Sheamus. Yeah, he should be the one on the fuck around and find out list on the Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't as pronounced, but we got so many backstage fights over the past couple of years that at this point we got to award them, I guess. to justify it for the podcast, we are turning it into a meme in and of itself. Kayasha makes a specific category and uh, we only really have two nominees here. So we're going to start with your nominee, Emil. All right, so my nominee here is CM Punk versus Jack Perry. And this is the most random backstage beef that has probably the most consequence uh-huh. in the industry. Diba? And the butterfly effect of this beef will be forever studied, <laughs> should be forever talked about. So expect a lot of YouTube videos, documentaries, Video <laughs> interviews 10 or 20 years from now, talking about this and talking about how if this incident didn't happen, what would have been of the wrestling business, diba? You know, it's again, this beef was so random. When it, when it was reported, they argued lang sila about Glass, yeah, and then Jungle Jack making that joke at the All In pre-show. Crime a river, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, crime a river, and then it sparked what is happening now. So again, <laughs> it, it's siya. a butterfly. It's the butterfly effect. That's why I'm picking this. This <laughs> backstage beef for the year. All right. Uh, of course, there's the other category, uh, the other nominee here in this category, and uh, it also involves one CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I actually should have named this award the Philip Jack Brooks Backstage Beef of the Year Award. Uh, yeah, next year that's what's that's what's going to be called. Uh, this one is, I feel it's better. Um, it's CM Punk versus Seth Rollins because totoo naman na may namumot na poot sa kanilang dalawa, So uh, I. Feel like this one is a lot more substantial. If that is even a legit uh, criteria or metric for a backstage beef, um, Punk has issues with people who worked at the workplace that abused him, and then Seth was, uh, you know, he he had he had a job to do. He had a well, eventually he had a family to feed. But he had he had to support himself, and you can't really fault someone for. Uh, For staying at a job that pays their bills, about that that feeds them. So, um, I think this is legitimate. And again, I side with Seth in saying that in I in how he identifies CM Punk as a uh, negative force in the locker room. Uh, Seth is pretty cool as a guy who is able to be a pro 
despite uh, his uh, less than positive feelings for a number of people backstage, like Cody Rhodes, right? Yeah. So um, I think this one is not as random as the Jack Perry beef, and um, I also appreciate that they are at least professional enough to turn it into uh, a meaty storyline for, for WWE. Yeah. Uh, sobra money nitong Punk Rollins feud that a lot of people are already projecting and manifesting this as the night one main event for WrestleMania in Philly. So that's how consequential this is. Whereas, you see him Punk Jack Perry, um, I just want a beef history video on this. Yeah. <laughs> if you know your SB Nation beef history video series, yeah. I want one on CM Punk and Jack Perry. That's all I'll say about that for obvious reasons. So there, uh, that is part one of our year-end awards. We got through the first half. So obviously, it's a good idea to split this into two because there's a lot of And we have way more to talk about in part two, which should be up on your feeds in about a couple of days. But before we get out of here, uh, special thanks to Babyface producer Jasper and Kuya Jeff, our Babyface producers here at the Pod Network for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. Literally, they yung at the controls of video and audio that you're enjoying right now while we're celebrating the holidays, while we're getting extra fat, and while we're evading toxic comments from our toxic titos and titas at the family gatherings. Uh, and, and thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you in a couple of days for part two of the 2023 Year End Awards. You can follow us on social media for the show. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. For us individually, it is at Roizwar, at Gina Supersized, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan and at underscore Stan C. On behalf of Rowan ASH, Emil Nate, Ro Moran, and uh, everyone else at the Pod Network, my name is Stan C. Wishing everyone Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, everyone. And please stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. All right? Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast out. Later, weirdos. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.